Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome in at Sports Tonight. It's November 1st. I'm joined by BSL NFL analyst Sid Seraf. Sid, how we doing? Doing great. Can't believe it. Week nine. Let's do this. Week nine. Uh, just season just flying by already. So my biggest whiff on this 23 season was Green Bay. I expected them to be a playoff team with a real good chance of winning NFC North. They're two and five. They've lost four in a row. So not looking so good there. What's your uh, biggest surprise of the year for you? Well, I'd hate to start with week one, but I'd say Aaron Rodgers blowing out his Achilles on the first drive. <laughs> I didn't mean, have that on the uh, on the scorecard. I yeah. did not have that on my bingo card. No, I did not. Uh, but if we're going like a couple other ones I can throw in there, I mean, uh, this is kind of a lame division, but the Falcons being in first place in the NFC South right now, uh, the Bengals being in last place currently in the AFC North, I didn't have that. But even though they're playing better, we'll get to them in a minute. But, yeah, I have to say, like, as far as the biggest surprise, it would have to be Aaron Rodgers, even though that was literally week one. The Vikings, they've won their last three games. They got back to 500. Unfortunately for Minnesota, Cousins has been lost for the year with an Achilles. Detroit, they have five games left versus their NFC North foes. So is Detroit going to be the NFC's number one seed? They've got a really good chance. I mean, they've got nine games left, and only four of those games are against teams that are currently 500 or better. Two of those are against the Vikings, who you just mentioned. So, And then there's one against the Saints and one against the Cowboys. The rest of their schedule is pretty soft. And the other uh, team that you would actually think they would be going up against would be the Eagles right now. That could change. But check out their schedule. This weekend they've got the Cowboys, right? Then they got their bye. Then these are their next five games in a row. They've got the Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, and Seahawks. All in a row right after their bye week. Yep. Uh, that was kind of what I was uh, uh, thinking about. I, I saw uh, uh, the playmaker, Irvin, Michael Irvin, uh, discussing uh, Cowboys and Eagles and believing that even with uh, him picking uh, Philly this week, he still expects uh, when Philly gets through that stretch that Cowboys will have a, I believe he had a two-and-a-half game lead over uh, uh, Philly and his projections. And it's not totally crazy if you look at if you look at the uh, – uh, the matchups the rest of the way. So uh, something to keep an eye on there as we're kind of setting the overall stage here now halfway through the year, basically the current one to five betting favorites for league MVP are Tua, Tagalova, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Christian McCaffrey. So which of those five, would you take one of those five to be the winner? Or would you take the field? I mean, it's such a quarterback award nowadays. It's kind of lame. I've always, I've never really liked that because it's such an easy way out answer. I would want to say Christian McCaffrey, but I have an interesting argument uh, for the field in this category. Uh, over at Yahoo, Frank Schwab brought up a really interesting name. How about Tyreek Hill for uh, uh, getting some MVP votes? He's the first player in the Super Bowl era to reach a thousand yards receiving in his team's first eight games. He's on pace for 2,155 receiving yards, 130 catches, and 17 touchdowns. I mean, every week he is electric. He is in the end zone 
all the time. He's always making big plays. He's uncoverable. Would, would he yeah. actually would he, uh, win the it, award? I, I don't know. But, I mean, like, just looking at those stats right there, you can't deny his impact on every single time the Dolphins play. Yep. Cannot deny the impact. Cannot deny the uh, the fear factor that every coordinator feels. Uh, nice segment last – it was probably Sunday, I guess, with Rex Ryan, and he was talking about, you know, uh, Hill and A.J. Brown. Obviously, Brown's having a huge uh, year as well, and he's saying, you know, uh, really obviously respect uh, both, but the one you fear is, is Hill. Uh, you know, you figure I, I can find ways to maybe game plan against uh, – Brown and maybe contain that, but I, you know, what am I supposed to do with <laughs> Hill if he's just beating everybody over the top? I mean, it just, uh, so, uh, there's something to be said there. Uh, I, I kind of thought the, uh, MVP field there one to five was pretty uninspiring. Uh, uh it, <laughs> it, 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 it was like, uh, you know, nobody's really having a great year. I mean, McCaffrey, uh, yeah, I might lean to him if I was picking one of those uh, one of those five, but I obviously don't think it's going to go to a running back. As you said, pretty much a quarterback award at this point. Uh, maybe, we, maybe we got a little spoiled, though. The last, like, few years, there was always one quarterback that just exploded. Yeah, right. Had, like, cartoonish type things, and we just don't have that this season, so it makes it a little, little bit more difficult. Three weeks ago, I suggested the Niners might be one of the best teams of the last decade, and they rewarded me by going on three since. So, uh, sorry, San Francisco fans. Uh, for me, though, I, I'm going to argue I think they're still the best team I've seen this year, and they, they're who I would expect to win if they are healthy. Uh, you know, we'll see. It, you know, everybody's going to be dealing with injuries, but I'm talking about if they have general health of their – star players by the time they get to the playoffs i would you know i would go with them i also like their addition of chase young uh you wrote about uh, san francisco in, in your lead today what's uh, your take on uh, san Fran? yeah i mean listen i was right there with you a few weeks ago after that cowboys game i'm going like they're you know not just one of the best better teams in the uh, best teams in the league this year but maybe over the last decade i was right there with you um I don't know if I'm really panicking about them. I don't I don't know if there's a whole lot to worry about right now. I mean, there are some injuries and, you know, of course, a lot of teams go through that, but you know, a lot of teams that go on to win Super Bowls have a down stretch, you know, during the season. I mean, I wouldn't say it doesn't happen every year, but like in a lot of years it does. I mean, in my story this week I brought up the uh the 2021 Rams who won the Super Bowl. They didn't win a game in November. Uh that's include they went 0 and 3 including a bye week in there. Uh, the 2020 Bucks, who won the Super Bowl, lost three out of four games in November, and they got blown out. Remember, 38 to three by the Saints, if you remember. The 2019 Chiefs had a bad October; they lost three of four games in that month. So, you know, it, it tends to happen. It, it, like the, they'll have a little bit of a dip. They'll get it together. Some guys who, you know, they get some guys who were hurt. They get them back in the lineup. And the Niners made a move and brought in Chase Young, which I, it came out of right field for me. Uh, when I saw that, I was legitimately surprised. I didn't even know that the commanders were looking to move off of Chase Young, even though his contract was expiring. But, but it's a lot like the Rams did in 2021. They were playing; they weren't playing well. But then they got Von Miller, they got Odell Beckham Jr. They made plays for them down the stretch. So I think the same thing can happen here. I really don't think they should have played Brock Purdy in that Sunday game. I thought it was really weird that. He was in the you know concussion protocol, I think, on a Monday, and then suddenly by Sunday he's cleared. I thought that was kind of odd. 
And we're gonna, we're gonna rush him back, and it's really for what? You know, why? You know, why? Why are we doing yeah, that? It's, exactly. It's it's late October. You know, you can get through with Sam. I think it's mainly because I wanted to see what Sam Darnold would do in a Shanahan offense, but uh, I don't think they really needed to rush him back. And then they lost anyway, and it looked like he might have gotten hurt. Even worse, he could yeah. hit the hit the back of his head on the ground. I mean, threw another two picks. What did you get out of that? You know. I love the general take in the uh, the article today. People can check it out at the site, BaltimoreSportsLife.com. But it was just the reminder, and as you said here, seasons ebb and flow. There are every team faces adversity, and then it's you know if you get to the playoffs and you're healthy, then it's a it's a new season there. But if they should do that, I will take the Niners as my as my favorite, and I'm not overly uh, stressed over this. Uh, a little run here. Uh, flipping to the AFC, each of the division leaders, Miami, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Kansas City, each are 6-2. and two. Uh, Power rank these four for me. Uh, I'll just give them the order I had them in my rankings. I mean, I had the Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs, Dolphins, Raiders, Jaguars. I had the Chiefs number two, Dolphins number three, Ravens number four, and then the Jags at eight. Yep, uh, uh, I think it's pretty straightforward. Each, and uh, and having them all top eight overall, uh, and, and I, I think that hierarchy makes sense. Uh, and as we know, we got two of those teams facing each other this uh, weekend, so we'll get into that here. With the games of the week, obviously Thursday night games can be weird. Uh, you got Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Levens had his debut this past weekend. Four TDs for him, so nice, uh, impressive start. Uh, an interesting game there that could have some ramifications playoff-wise for you know both of those teams who are, you know, could be in that that, that reach for the uh, seventh seed in, in the AFC. So, uh, what's your take there, Thursday night? Yeah, this is going to be. I'm going to bash the Steelers for a second. I mean, uh, I don't like their offense. I, their defense is, which was like a cornerstone of this franchise. They're not good either. They're in the middle of the pack in points per game and near the bottom in yards allowed. Uh, they're, like I said before, their offense is, you know, not good. But, you know, th this is why they're winning. They're plus seven in turnover differential. So they're able – which is a fluky stat. They're able to get, like, one or two weird turnovers a game. Uh, and then somehow Kenny Pickett makes one, like, throw to George Pickens. Then they – starts going downhill. And then they get a short field. And they're – they're getting lucky and they're getting it done with smoke and mirrors. And now they're complaining about officiating every week. I mean, this might be the most unlikable Steelers team that I can remember. And they've had Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. So I, I don't. Well, as a Ravens fan, I got to tell you, there's been a lot of unlikable Steelers teams. But I yes, I, 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 uh, uh, I, figured you, I figured you'd like my take. That's why I, that's why I went hard just now with that. But it just it's I, they're just really annoying me. They're, you can't convince me they're a good team right now. I just don't buy into it. And, uh, you know, now they've got – they're at home. It's a Thursday night game. They came – they had a bad, you know, performance against the Jags. I'm sure they're going to be out there, you know, wanting to play well. And, you know, like you said, they're gonna, probably going to have Will Levis or Levis. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Uh, he's going to be starting uh, on a short week uh, for him. So, who knows? This could go – you know, who knows? It's a, it's a Thursday night game. Go either way. I'll, I'll give the edge, edge to Pittsburgh at home. But – you know, Pittsburgh, their offense, which has kind of looked off all year, they lose uh, Pickett there, and he's, you know, he's like 70-some yards when he, you know, he's knocked out of the game, and then they're completely lost with uh, uh, Trubisky. 
Tr- Trubisky. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's and, a and, rough, in, and in and in and in bad weather too. That was just an ugly watch. Like it was. Just, where yeah. where is the Steelers' identity of running the ball? Like I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing. It's uh, like. <laughs> Who was I watching? It was like uh, some scout was talking to like Ryan Rossillo, and he's like, "Are they just trying to like lull opponents to sleep?" Yeah, like, right. It's uh, three quarters. We're just you know we're just hanging around. You don't believe it? We're going to turn it on in the fourth quarter. That I mean, they talked about Pickett being comfortable there, just running a two minute offense. Well, if that's the only thing he's comfortable with. Maybe you run a two minute offense. I mean, I <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't get it. All right, so the big game of the week, uh, unfortunately for most of the NFL viewing uh, public, is Miami uh, versus Kansas City in Frankfurt. So uh, for you, this game is starting at, you know, what, 6? 6.30 a.m. right? So, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're not setting your alarm. Maybe you'll – well, I, you know, listen, I don't, want to sound, I don't want to sound too much like a senior citizen, but I actually probably will be awake because I normally do get up super All early. Right, there you go. So I'll probably be up. Uh, listen, I, I like the Chiefs in this game because their defense is better. I mean, they're second in the league in points allowed. They're fourth, fourth, fourth in total yards per game. And they're tied for second in sacks uh, with 28. And they're sixth in the league in opposing uh, opponent completion percentage. I think that's going to get it done. And the Dolphins haven't proven that they can uh, withstand a strong defense. Uh, the Bills pushed them around. The e- I mean, they did some good things against the Eagles, but the Eagles were kind of in control of that game, I really felt. And the only thing that I feel that's troubling about the Chiefs, I can't believe I'm saying this, is their offense and their minus four on turnover differential. But I think a lot of that has to do with them coughing the ball up five times against the Broncos. Man. And I can't even give the Dolphins the edge there because they also have are minus four on turnover differential. So I don't – I think I just – you know, if you're giving it to me, uh, you know, all things being equal, I like the Chiefs in this game. But, listen, both teams are now traveling overseas, and uh, it's not like they had a bye week to rest up. So it's uh, – you know, anything could happen, I guess. But, I mean, on paper, the Chiefs should win this game. Yeah, I got to think uh... – Chiefs will look better than they did this past week in their loss with uh, Mahomes uh, in the flu game, not looking particularly uh, sharp. Mm-hmm. He figures look better. We mentioned Minnesota uh, at the top and, and their recent winning streak, but losing Cousins. You mentioned Atlanta as one of the stories of the year. They faced each other this weekend with the Vikings tripping to hot Atlanta. Uh, who wins there? I'm going to go with the Falcons here, but – Look, nothing would make me happier than seeing uh, uh, the Vikings rookie quarterback, Jaron Hall, play well. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get. He was a fifth-round draft pick. He was never going to really see significant snaps with the first team because he had Kirk Cousins there, and now he's gone. But it's going uh, to be a tough ask for him because, listen, the Minnesota still can't run the ball. I mean, they're 31st in the league in rushing yards. I mean, that's just – now you're going to have to put a lot of pressure on – on Hall to play well and to move the ball and to try to make third and eights and third and nines or third and twelves. I mean, can he can he do that on the road? Like that's that's kind of that's a difficult that's a difficult task. And uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Falcons here on this game. Yeah, the Falcons also made a quarterback change, didn't they? Didn't yes, they, they did. Uh, Taylor, match yeah. my guy, Taylor Haneke. and uh, I think they just it was kind of it was just so funny how that worked out. It was just. 
all of a sudden he was being evaluated for a concussion, then you're like, okay, so Heineke's playing. And he's better than Desmond Ritter. Ritter. He just is. He's a better quarterback than him. But they, Yeah, I mean, the, uh, I don't know what he'll look like. He will look like over an entire season. But the few games when he was with uh, Washington, I thought, you know, he looked interesting. And Ritter has just been a turnover nightmare. You know, if, if you just get it to the uh, – couple of the playmakers that you have the Falcons and you're not turning it over, that's going to be a nice uh, improvement for yeah. them. So, <laughs> um, All right, here, uh, Ravens fans obviously interested. Seattle at Baltimore, uh, the NFC West leading Seahawks traveling uh, east to face the Ravens. This is the start of a pretty challenging stretch for Baltimore. I mean, they've won three in a row, like you said, and they're favored by five and a half in this game, probably because their defense is so solid. I mean, the Ravens are really, really playing well defensively. But, like, it's this game, then they got the Browns and the Bengals. I mean, this is three straight teams that are over 500. And uh, you're just hoping – I mean, they didn't look – the offense didn't look great against the Cardinals. They only had 268 – I think it was 268. Yeah, 268 total yards in that game, but that's okay. Those types of things happen. They were on the road and they had just blown out the lions. So sometimes that happens. It's the NFL, but uh, yeah, I just think their, their pass rush, pass rush is going to bother Geno Smith and, and uh, especially for Geno on the road. I think out of, I, uh, I like the Ravens to win this one and to cover. I think they win this by a touchdown. Yeah. The important part, make sure they cover. Uh <laughs> Dallas at Philadelphia, the NFC East uh, matchup, and maybe, you know, with the Niners uh, slipping, maybe you could argue the two best teams in the NFC. Yeah, two best teams in the NFC right now. And uh, this game is really going to be interesting because of uh, Jalen Hurts' knee, which is clearly bothering him. I mean, they're sort of playing it off and being like, oh, he's fine, he's fine, he's out there, he's going to be a warrior, he's playing. But he barely ran the ball at all against the Commanders last week, which, I mean, that was everything. He had four rushing attempts rushing attempts and two of those were kneel downs at the end of the game so he was not being a threat to run which means he's going to be in situations where the cowboys know he's going to throw like they're not really going to be too worried about him taking off and the cowboys are also great at forcing turnovers they're currently tied for the fifth in the league in takeaways and tied for fourth and uh, turnover differential at plus six uh the eagles defense is they're good against the run but you can throw on them uh, they're 26th in the league against the pass. So, but here's the big thing. And also, uh, before I get to that, the Eagles are only favored by three at home. That means the Sharps aren't buying into what's going to happen on Sunday. They're not saying this is a slam dunk win for Philly at home. So I really want to say I'm going uh, with the Cowboys here, but it's going to be on one big thing. And we've brought it up before. Are you going to have good deck or bad deck? Yeah. Um if he's – we talked about – again, you mentioned we've, we've talked about Dak, but the idea is are you a guy that you can win with or are you a guy that, you, that you're the reason you win? If he's going to be – if he wants to be elevated into that next tier, he has to be able to go to, go on the road and win an important divisional, you know, a game. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Hurts, you know, right there we – we said before he's right in the mix again in the MVP uh, race. He probably would have won it last year had he not got injured those last uh, couple of weeks or been out. And this is an opportunity for him uh, and the statement 
Obviously, Philly wants to hold serve uh, with getting the home divisional win here, and you mentioned their upcoming schedule. So it is an important game for the Eagles to uh, uh, to win this uh, home game here, or uh, the Dallas could possibly overtake them in the East. Last game for you, Buffalo at Cincinnati. little worried about Josh Allen's uh, shoulder that apparently he injured in week six against the Giants, which – Depending on when he hurt that shoulder, it kind of maybe explains a couple of things from that game. But I uh, still don't think he should have missed that throw late, but whatever. Uh, uh, still, he didn't practice today. It's his throwing shoulder. And the Bengals are hot. I mean, they've won three in a row. They looked great against the 49ers. I mean, they had no problems moving the ball. Their offensive pl- uh, line played really, really well. Uh, and Joe Burrow, he was able, able to, you know, he's not the most fast guy in the entire world, but there was that one play I'm sure that, that got, you know, we played a bunch this week of him just somehow avoiding a sack like five times on one play and then just throwing a dart to Jamar Chase on the sideline. Uh, I really like them at home in this game. Uh, they're favored by two and a half. I think that's a lot of respect to Buffalo. Uh, the analytics people still love them, uh, but I like the Bengals at home here. Yeah, Burr's moving around better than he was earlier in the year. Uh, even if he's not going to take off, he has to have that ability to move around in the pocket. Uh, and we talked about having his legs under them to be able to push the ball down the field, which seems like he's been able to do uh, more often the last uh, few weeks. Uh, Bengals, like you said, they're hot. I also uh, favor them to get that uh, home win versus the Bills, uh, which – we put the Bills in a bit of a tailspin, you know, kind of overall uh, where where they are. I thought maybe they would get some help here at the uh, uh, trading deadline. And, and they didn't uh, really, which is kind yeah. of odd. Yeah. Good stuff uh, from Sid here tonight. Go check out his article at the site, BaltimoreSportsAndLife.com. Sid is the best. Great uh, breakdown of the week uh, and overall. Find Sid on Twitter at RealSidSaraf. Uh, Sid, get up. Uh, this weekend, 6.30. Enjoy that Frankfurt game. No excuses. Have the uh, German breakfast uh, uh, ready for you, whatever it is. And I will try and crawl out of bed at 9.30 yeah. that morning. No, I'm kidding. I'm also old. I'll also be up watching. So. Yeah, yeah. I'll, have a big pot, I'll have a big pot of coffee ready, ready to go. <laughs> good stuff, man. Take care. Have a good week. We'll be back next week.